Hi, my name's Shelly. And my name's Rachel. And this is Chicks and Dicks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this week is Rachel's pick. Yes, I picked Seduce Me. And before maybe we get into that, maybe I should see how you're doing. How are you doing? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always say I'm doing okay, and you called me out on it. Yeah. I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> well, I would think that you're doing more than well. I mean, from your personal love life. Um, yes. Oh, well. yes. I'm doing, yeah, that's, yeah. Yay. I got engaged. Yay. Yay. So, so okay. excited. Yeah, I'm, doing, I'm doing well, I guess. Oh, my God. I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like fucking ask me to marry him, but whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long time coming. <laughs> and hence your unsurprised, unfazed, and kind of mediocrely. Eh, whatever. Well, he, didn't, he didn't ask so much as just shove a ring at me. <laughs> yeah, that's why we do a podcast on romance because we have none in our lives. Because we none in our lives. <laughs> he is not a very romantic man. No, no, I don't. No, he definitely is not. <laughs> but he's a good person, and he puts up with my bullshit, so. There you go. Yeah. It takes all types. It does. <laughs> How are you? You just came back from Big Trip, sort of. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I think we're a little behind on our releases, aren't we? Um, yes, we are. Yeah, so I was out west uh, on a business trip, and it, and it went well. I mean, it's tiring. I'm glad that I'm back. I have had a couple of days now. Well, I guess two days, three days to recover. Um, but yeah, it was, it was entertaining. And today I went for like a lovely relaxing snowshoe with the puppy and it's the Mm -hmm. nice snow everywhere and it's really quiet and pretty and nice to have a little me time. So for the holiday season, which, um, we both don't overly get into, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, like I celebrate Christmas with his family, but then I've got like my own Jewish Christmas thing that I do every year. So it's like... Mm -hmm. Not really. I mean, I understand it's a big deal, but it's not really like super. I, I don't know. Whatever. Merry <laughs> Christmas, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Happy Hanukkah, Rachel. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> happy. That's Happy New Year to you. Yeah. Yeah. And happy, happy Kwanzaa. Happy holidays. Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. A solemn I... festivus for to us all. Yeah. Happy solstice. That was yesterday. That's true. Yeah. I have a friend who lives. Um, in Whitehorse, and she really? posted, yeah, she posted this thing about how, like, yes, on a solstice, she's like, well, the sun, well, it's still night at ten o'clock in the morning, mm. and then it's night again at two in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, when I, I well, when I was in Nor, when I was in Norway, it wasn't quite that bad, but it was definitely dark. Like we weren't in the north north. But, um, yeah, it was pretty brutal. Norway was only one of the only places where I actually ever went to, like, a tanning booth every once in a while just because I wanted the heat and the sun, like, the, right. the light. <laughs> so it was very – every once in a while just be like, oh, God, that feels good. But they really do know how to do, like, uh, like candles and, like, light up things. So it's, like, really aesthetically pleasing even though it's quite dark. But the colors were amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable, like, sunsets and sunrises wow. and just the sky in general and the clarity of the star. Very stunning. Anyway, I'd recommend it. You can go. Um but yeah, anyway, so your friend, yeah, Solstice is a weird one, though. It's, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's kind of one of those things where if I had an all-night party, that'd be great, but now that I'm old, I just go to bed at, like, 6.30. Yeah, but you're, like, first of all, you're not that old, but you live on old lady time, 
I do. So yeah. it's like, it's your own doing that. I know. <laughs> but come on, I do get up. I wake up early. You do. So You don't have to, but you do. Well, some, it depends. For work, it I do. That's what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. If I'm working, I'm getting up early. But if I'm not working, I'm still getting up early. Yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> so there you go. I shut her down at 8.30, 9 o'clock. That's fine. <laughs> Well, it's a good thing you live in a small town with no light life. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Jesus. I know, I know. People are like, why don't you ever meet people? And I'm like, because I'm sleeping. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, it's like my Tinder profile. <laughs> sleeping? Yeah. You wonder why you're not getting any dates? Sleeping from 9 until 5 a.m. <laughs> Do you like to nap? <laughs> yeah, I can see why I'm like just all my pictures of me in bed. <laughs> but, like, not sexy bed, like, not, me, like not, your mouth's open, your pillow's uh, all wet. My, my like the dogs over my legs. <laughs> we should make that Tinder profile. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be amazing. It's a good. <laughs> Social experiment, actually. Yeah. The most. Well, oh, I told. Did I show you that video with the people who try to make the least attractive woman in the world no. on a dating website? Okay, I'll show you later. It's hilarious. Okay. All right. All right. But so, anyway. Um. Yeah. Other than that. Oh, and I discovered. Um. Have you tried? Uh, I'm just gonna plug Bailey's here. Bailey's. If you want to send me some. Uh, some of the delicious <laughs> vanilla cinnamon Bailey's. Ooh. Have you tried that yet? No, I didn't even know it existed. Oh man, and like hot chocolate or coffee, it yeah. is delicious. Oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tell everyone about the peppermint patty. Oh yeah, that's good. And then also do the, the blueberry tea is also very good. Oh, what's the blueberry tea? Uh so it's amaretto and Grand Marnier with um Earl Grey tea, but the glass is rimmed with sugar and it's heated. So like your tea is hot and then you add your grand marinara and everything, and you have it in a nice glass. It's, it's, it tastes like blueberry tea. It's really delicious. Wait, didn't you have something like that at that Harry Potter bar we went to? No. But I you had, had a... No, Earl, I, had, I had Earl Grey. That was an Earl Grey gin. That was a... Um, oh, okay. That was the Captain Picard. <laughs> right. At the Harry Potter bar, they're serving Star Trek drinks. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I had to do it. Earl Grey hot, but it wasn't hot. It was actually cold. It was infused gin. Um, okay. In which case, they charged me $8 billion, and then I just came home and infused my own gin for, like, two. But... <laughs> $2 billion? Yeah, exactly. Like, so expensive, that drink. And I was like, this is just a, like, gin and tonic, but with Earl Grey gin. And they're like, oh, we infuse everything? I'm like, I infuse my own drinks, and it doesn't take that much. <laughs> well, they're, they're running a bar. they got to make a profit. Yeah, I know, but still, it's they like make charge they make it sound suckers like, it's like, like us, whatever they want. <laughs> they make it sound like the infusion of an of alcohol is like the biggest process ever. I know, right? We just dump something in a bottle and leave it for a while. Yeah, and then just strain it, or you know, there's a there's a couple of different ways you can do it, but it's not it's not that bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. Well, now that we've gone over the social element of it, yeah, uh, seduce me, seduce me, Carly, like Fettles. like not not. Seduce me like right now, but like the book is called Seduce Me. <laughs> the book is called Seduce Me. It's the first in the Midnight Fantasies series, I guess. I don't know anything about it. By Carly Phillips. 
And shall I read the back here? Read the synopsis? Yeah, sure. I didn't even know there was a synopsis. Of course there's a synopsis. I never read the synopsis. I just go in, I go in clean. Well, I picked this one, like I went in blind with this one. I just picked it from a list. Okay. Um, but yes, of course there's a synopsis. Mm-hmm. Looking this good should be against the law. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Sexy divorce attorney Jack Latham is brilliant in court and even better in bed. He has no desire to get off the romance go-round until a high-profile case assigns him to work with the law firm's resident ice queen, Mallory Sinclair. For years, Mallory's power suits and cool professionalism have laid down the law for male colleagues, but the lady has a secret. Jack just happens to be the object of her desire. Hiding her lust has been a challenge, but her ambitions demand the sacrifice. Now, with Jack so tantalizingly close, it's time to reveal the silk beneath the pinstripes. That is not at all what the book is about. Um, um, I, I don't, I don't even know where to start on this one. I mean, like, I understand her need to dress conservatively in that environment. Yeah, I mean, she makes a big deal about it, and she's the only female associate in this law firm, which I think is like just a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, but later on in the book, they mention how there's someone who deals with HR and like harassment stuff. Don't they, I think? think Well, because there's a no-office romance policy because of a harassment incident. So she's the only one who survived, I think, that long. But no, I think it's just because, like, whenever women come in, they Mm. just, because it's such an old boys club in this law firm, they don't last very long. Well, I could could relate to her anyway. And they're (laughs) either sort of forced out or they just, they quit because they know, like, they're just never going to get anywhere. Or oh, they have I, other, you know, other things going on in yeah, whatever. Anyway, it sounds like a terrible place to work, essentially. Well, it, I, the funny thing is, is I was like, wow, this sounds like the industry I work in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, except for the whole dressing down thing to repress your femininity. So, yeah, like, I the way she described it, she's, like, repressing her sexuality. It's like, no, you're repressing your femininity. Yeah. Your sexuality is a different thing. It's separate from... Well, and it's interesting because she still is sexual, and she, you can tell because she insists on wearing like lingerie and you yeah, know, she wears sex yeah, so underneath she, her outfit. Absolutely, she's a sexual being. Mm-hmm. Um, but she dresses, she dresses very conservatively at work. Um, I would imagine the stuff isn't very, it's not flattering. The stuff that she wears, and she, her no. hair is always tied back in a bun, and she's got these big ugly glasses. She tries to make herself look as ugly as possible, and she mentions this many times. Yes. Um, but she's also very good at her job and she has survived. So obviously this tactic is, so it's working for her. Right. Uh, and then later in the book, it just, it bothers me that both like she and Jack start to question her motives. Yeah. I don't understand why she's questioning her motives. It's pretty clear. Yeah. And for (laughs) Jack, it's like, it's none of your fucking business. Actually, you know what? It is his business because it's part, he's part of the fucking problem. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's true he is part of the problem like because he's he one of the seduced, boys they, they talk about how he's like seduced every woman in the fucking office no like, he's not he no he can't seduce the women in the office all oh, right he seduces whatever. every woman outside of the office but not the right, women right. in the office he's known as basically ruining marriages <laughs> well because he's a divorce attorney not because he's a philanderer i think it's both they call him the terminator because he's just a really good divorce lawyer yeah yeah um and he just anyway. happens to like having a lot of sex. 
So, so let's get into like a little bit of the story here. So, okay. uh, Mallory is a very good, um, real estate lawyer. I do believe. That's what, yeah, that sort of opens with her doing, yeah, real yeah, estate and so, related stuff. And, but, they, but for this one case with this kind of um, eccentric um, billionaire millionaire who has an island, uh, they wanted her as a female <laughs> to be on island. the team because it would be more comfortable for them to discuss well, Okay, so here's what I don't understand. <laughs> so this law firm has this client um, named Paul Lederman. And he, Paul wants to get a divorce. And so he, he thinks he might want this law firm to represent him, even though they already do in his business dealings, Mm -hmm. but they also handle divorce. I guess it's like a, a full service law firm. Yeah. Uh, so, (laughs) but he's not sure if he wants to hire them to handle his divorce. So he invites, uh, he invites the attorneys, two attorneys to spend a week at his resort that he owns so he can get to know them before, so he can make a decision about whether or not he wants to hire them to represent him for in his divorce. Yep. Even though like they are supposed to have the best divorce lawyers like in the city and they're already representing him in his business interests. I'm like, well, why wouldn't you hire them? I like that part didn't make any sense to me, but whatever. So, and because Mallory's the only female partner or female associate, there are no female partners in the firm, mm-hmm. she's taken off real estate law or whatever she does, and she has to go with Jack, who's the best divorce lawyer, to mm-hmm. spend a week together at this guy's hotel, resort hotel, his beach hotel. Um, yeah. So that's how they end up together in this secluded, beautiful resort on the beach. Uh, and then she, like, Jack makes some comment about how she's an ice queen, or she has, like, this frigid exterior, and she gets, like, really fucking bent out of shape about it. It's like, dude, like, of you course he thinks that. Yeah, that, that is the persona you have crafted for yourself inside of this law firm. Why would he think any differently, and why are you so insulted that that is how he thinks? You should be pleased that it worked. <laughs> Exactly. You should be like, you should be. And the fact of the matter is like, you're also because you've been successful at putting up this facade, you're also like become successful as a lawyer. Like you're everything. Yeah. Your plan fucking worked. So why are you so offended? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It's just like she and it's I guess she fights with herself to a certain degree. Right. Well, he. Like, I guess we don't really have an idea of how she thinks about herself or really who she is. Like, we know that she's she likes really pretty fountain things to make herself feel feminine, even though yep. she wears basically sacks to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> she dresses in burlap sacks. Expensive sacks. <laughs> um, so it's like, okay, but... She spent eight years at this law firm, um, is hoping to become partner next year. So how come all of a sudden, right now, this hot guy's comment about you being uh, a bitch, why is that, like, why does that bother you so much? Because you like this dude? That's why? His opinion matters? Like, it just, I don't, yeah. And this is someone she's been desperately avoiding forever as well, right? Well, she, she just, avoids, I mean, she, she finds him attractive it. and she's like, 
she's hot for him, but like they're they're never had reason to really work together anyway because they they practice different aspects of law. So he's just like the really fucking hot guy in the office that everybody wants to bang. That's really like she doesn't know him. She doesn't know anything about him. That's true. Because and then you find out that he has a soul and he's really been hurt the whole time. Right. He's because his. Well, he doesn't believe in relationships because he's a fucking divorce lawyer. <laughs> yeah, and also his parents, his dad was always being used because his mom was having affairs all the time. Yes, and he thinks his dad is weak. It's like, okay, you got some issues, and so does yeah, she. The only much. reason she wants to be a lawyer or to be a partner in this law firm is to impress her father, who doesn't love her. And it yeah. takes her, like, she's 30 years old, and she still hasn't realized that he will never love her. No matter yes. what she accomplishes in life, it's like, I feel like you probably should have come to that realization like five years ago <laughs> with the help yeah. of a therapist. But that, yeah, yeah. anyway. <laughs> I, love, I love these stories that they have like the smartest dumb people you could ever do. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. So Jack calls her a frigid bitch. She takes it way too personally and decides that she's going to... Sh- again, like, she wants to be known as... <laughs> as a frigid bitch! Exactly! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so she's like, oh, how dare you? Well, I never! And then plans this seduction, so invites him, like, leaves this really tantalizing note for from a secret admirer to come and meet him at this exclusive cabin on the beach. Um, and when he shows up, she's there wearing, I don't know, like a little skirt and a tight top or something. Yeah. Um, and they make out a bit. So he's okay. It's like, oh, well, maybe you're not such an ice queen after all. And she's got like a really smoking hot bod. Um, and then after they make out, he pieces out of there. And then feels that now he's got to like, and then they just get then, into like a one-upmanship. Yeah, it's this weird like target. It's like, oh well, you know, like she's very smart, and like I fell for this, and so on and so forth, and yeah, it's just very weird, weird dynamic there. Yeah, so they're just like they're competing with who can out seduce who. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and it's like they just kind of make up this game. It's like they both know they want each other now. So basically, like, he gets a big heart on, she gets all wet, and then she's like, mm, this kiss is lasting longer than I wanted, and I'm enjoying this too much for this guy that I've lusted after forever. What a surprise. I should go. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the shit that I don't get. I'm like, why is this so surprising? <laughs> why is this such a problem for you? Um, yeah, so just the whole book. So during the day, they may or may not be conducting business. And in the evening, they get down to a different kind of business. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and this goes on for, like, I don't know, five days or something like that. Meanwhile, she's, like, spent... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she's... So, like, the two of them, the Liedermans, the client, potential client, both he and the wife are both are at the resort. Mm-hmm. And so Mallory starts... She starts spending a little bit more time with the wife and gets to a point where she doesn't feel that she could represent the husband in what will certainly be a really nasty divorce because she starts, she likes the wife because she's got, she wants information. 
Well, no, but not only that. Like, she's got mommy issues. She was never loved by her parents, and here's this really caring older woman. And so Mallory starts, like, I guess developing a relationship with this woman. And she's like, oh, I can't. I like, there's no way that I could hurt you managing your husband's divorce. It's like, I don't, like, I don't know. Well, she goes from being, like, the ice queen of professionalism to, like, actually liking this woman and doubting her um, ability to do so. And I'm like, I don't know. I just didn't find it very feasible, but whatever. I don't really care. I didn't really care that much, honestly. I was like, meh, she's, she's just going to, like, end up being friends with this chick. It's fine. But eventually, but at first, it's like she started just presenting information because she was using it. Like, she's using her relationship to get valuable information for their potential client. Yeah, well, like, they, she hires a PI, and then she, tries, she like, chats up a bartender, and he chats up um, a personal trainer at the gym. And so they're both kind of, like, working the staff. Yeah, and making each other jealous at the same time and upping the ante <laughs> oh, of professional tension. <laughs> Jesus. So essentially, like, nothing really, aside from that, like, nothing really happens in this book that's basically them seducing one another and never really coming to full fucking completion until, um, uh, what's this fuck, um, oh my god, Jack, so once Jack's family, uh, has a crisis, so he has to go help his dad, so he leaves the resort for, like, two days, Mm -hmm. and then they come back, and then she decides that she can't handle it anymore, and she quits. Yeah, well, no, like, they actually do have sex, though. Like, the seduction does culminate in actual sex at one point. Yeah. But, yeah, and then after they have sex, she's like, oh, I love you, Jack. And he's like, I, I, yeah, like, I have, I like you, too. You're a nice lady. And then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I love you. I like you. That's <laughs> great. You're, you're a really solid chick. I, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. At one point, Jack and Paul, the potential client, are talking, and Jack makes a comment that Mallory is one of the boys, and again, she gets all fucking bent out of shape about it. Oh, uh, yeah. And, like, I, when, even when I was reading it, I was like, what the fuck, woman? It's like, like you <laughs> want desperately to be accepted by these people, and then when they do... You have a huge problem with it. Yeah, exactly. So, and like, and it's just, and it's the fact of how she approaches it. Like, that's the way that she decided to deal with her fucking profession, and that's fine. And, and the guys all respect her, and it's been known that they respect her as a lawyer. Yeah. They, they know she'll never make partner because it's a boys club, but they still respect her. They respect her as a lawyer, and I think probably realize they have to have at least one woman on staff, <laughs> like uh, one fe- single female lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the Futurama reference. <laughs> but she's not having lots of sex, so yeah. or wearing short short skirts. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and on the side, she does have one confidant, which is her cousin. Yes. Uh, who lives at home, and then they just have, like, kind of, and, and her cousin, essentially, as a character, is just there, so they can be like, oh, you're usually not like this. Oh, you must really like him, so on and so forth, helping her realize that she does, in fact, very much care for this man. Yes. So, and that he's different than the others, and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. But he doesn't have anyone in his corner that he can talk to and sort out his feelings, so he doesn't know what the fuck he's thinking <laughs> no. from one <laughs> moment to the next, and, like... I say, think that like, that part is... 
at, at the end of it, like he takes off, but then he, she quits and he doesn't realize she has quit until he gets back to the office. Yeah. Cause he's been out of the office sick. Yeah. So <laughs> he comes back to the office and like, she's gone and he's like trying to track her down and try to do all these things. So meanwhile, he buys a house. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Oh, she, she quit. Uh, and I get, and then, yeah, I like, like, like a little bit of a jump there and like invites her to the house. She goes to the house and he's like, will you end up living in this house and having kids with me? I'm like, I'd be like, whoa, dude. Let's so we had sex twice. Yeah, and as much as I profess my love for you, this is a little fast. Moving a little too quickly. Cause yeah. Of course that's not her response. Her response is of course. No, her response is to take off her raincoat under which she's wearing sexy black lingerie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, which, in other words, is her vagina thing, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> and it's so okay. So she's, um, she's she's a sexual being. She has control of uh, her sexuality, and she knows that she. No, but she's she doesn't know that she's desirable, even though. Everybody. Well, I mean, she. It's odd that she doesn't know she's desirable, but she covers up her desirability, which usually would give you an impression that she knows she's somewhat desirable. Otherwise, she, she wouldn't have to do anything at all. She wouldn't she go out of her way. She'd just show up to work. To downplay. Yeah, exactly. So, unless, like, you know, it's like the plain girl, but she's not a plain girl. It's a plain girl who doesn't realize how beautiful she is. Yeah, it's 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 not that scenario, because it's not that, like, next girl next door kind of, like, Betty like versus Veronica kind of scenario. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like she is the girl next door and just is modest about it or anything. Like she just seems to have no clue, but then tries to cover it up. All but the she's time. not, yeah, but she's not <laughs> modest because she wears all of this really sexy stuff. Yeah. But is that because she herself? Cause I mean, like, I don't think of myself as a supermodel, but I always like to wear some sexy stuff here and there because it makes me feel better. Could be the same scenario. But you're also, but you have a sense of, who you are. Yeah, I guess so. And she does, like, she, I don't know, I guess there's this, I guess what the author is trying to do is suggest that she completely suppressed who she might be in order to. Yeah, and her, and her desirability. And her des yeah, in order to become the office ice queen. And then, yeah. so there's this point. And she point sacrifices the, everything for her success in her job. Yeah, and there's a point in the book where I guess she's like, I don't know which is the real me anymore. Is it this sexual like charged sexual being who i've just awoken or is it the office ice queen it's like well you know the two can exist in the same body um <laughs> yep but apparently this book doesn't deal in duality uh, <laughs> unless it's a conflict that yeah. takes more writing than i think this is that is available to us but it's also very short so there is there's no space on the page to explore well, maybe that in the next book who knows <laughs> Um, I was going somewhere with it. Oh, yeah, so there's a scene where, um, she's in a bikini top, and he takes off her top so he can play with her boobs, and then afterwards she, like, covers herself up, like, she's... She's self-conscious all the She's time. really self-conscious. It's like, how is it? It's sort of, like, not out of yeah. modesty, but, yeah, sort of like a self-consciousness almost. It's like, why now? Why is this happening? No, she, she totally does it out of self-consciousness. Yeah. 
But it's like, but well, you were a, like, like you know, he can see your tits now, but at, at the same if time, you were you're that, that, like you're not hot anymore. Like, like why would you just... even own that fucking bikini if you were that self conscious about yourself to begin well, with maybe and your she's body? Self conscious with him, but she's not. It's ha- it's afterwards. Yeah, I know, but still, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. Eh. Eh. <laughs> I got nothing. Did you enjoy this book though? No. <laughs> Really? I, I actually didn't mind it. Uh, no, I didn't like it. I just, I don't know. I guess I just had a hard time with the characters, so. Yeah. Did you think that sex is hot? Some of it was. I thought it was pretty hot. But it just, did you notice that she only ever, she doesn't use any euphemisms? Yes, I noticed that, yeah. And she I says, I, she the word penis appears twice, and yeah. then she'll say, like, erection or hardness, but nothing else. It's like, I, that's, I found that weird. I just, I didn't mind. I thought it was actually pretty hot. It wasn't, some of the scenes were hotter than others. Like the ones where they were like in the bed in the cabin that they rented, I actually didn't find that salacious or interesting. Nah. <laughs> no, I didn't think so. No. Some of the other ones I thought was like the se- the the teasing on the beach thing is, is entertaining. But, you know, sex on the beach always sounds better than it actually is. Yeah, about the sand. Yeah, sand, <laughs> sand gets everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> You're better off going into the water. That presents other problems, but better in the water than on the beach. Yeah, like, but still, no, no, no. Because also on the beach in the water, if you're just near the shore, you're going to end up with more sand up everywhere. And I'm like, you go into the water. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about like, still, if like, you're not rolling around in the surf. Fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) It's like like, swept away or anything like that. Whenever I see that video, it's really well shot from, like, the early 90s, the Chris Isaac Wicked Games yeah. video. I always think, like, how uncomfortable that, that would be. That would be. <laughs> like, in Airplane, they make fun of that. Yeah. Because, like, oh. like, when they're, like, it's, like, making fun. I think it's swept away as a movie where they're rolling around on the surf in an airplane. They're rolling around on the surf, but, like, the break, like the waves are crashing yeah, over yeah. them, and there's all this seaweed. <laughs> <laughs> Like I didn't like I didn't mind it. Like I I thought the sexual tension was pretty pretty apt. Like I did, I enjoyed it, but it's um but you're right. Like I mean I thought that I thought it was pretty hot. But I didn't mind it. I thought parts of it were hot. Like this the car was okay. Like the thing I think she gets in her own way with the writing. So huh. it could be a lot hotter. So like the scene where um he fingers her and hmm. then it's like okay, and then like you think that she's just she's gonna go down on him now. But then they start talking, and it's like, what are you doing? Why? Why? Why are we talking about this now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's like, oh, I've wanted you forever. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got in touch with a private investigator. It's like, really? You want to have this conversation right now? Oh, but we should talk about work now. It's like, it's too late. You killed the mood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, do you really want to be here? <laughs> and then later on. When they go for that drive in the car and they park under like a boardwalk overpass or something like that, they like she pulls out a blanket to like cover themselves in the car. I'm like, me, I don't think you understand what's so hot about this. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> so again, like total mood killer. I didn't. I didn't have problems with the blanket thing. I didn't really care that much. Honestly. I don't know. I thought it again. I just thought it was. I thought it was a little weird, but it's like yeah. the whole like this is why you're out in the car in this secluded spot. Yeah. To have sex outdoors. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I just, yeah, I just, 
Yeah, they talk too much. They do weird things. They <laughs> talk too much. <laughs> they do. They talk a lot. Yeah, they do. And it's not good. The dialogue is pretty bad in this book. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm yawning because... <laughs> I'm boring you, is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your, your analysis is boring. I think we're going to have to cut the pod short. Yeah. Um, I didn't... The writing wasn't great. I mean, like, the, but compared to some of the others, I didn't think it was as bad. I see there's a point where so this guy Paul, their potential client, he like comes and goes. Mm. And he like there's a scene where Jack describes Paul getting a mysterious phone call and then he leaves for a few oh, days. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like, what happens there? It's like, oh, I guess, like, you know, maybe we're building towards something. There's a little bit of mystery going on here. And then you, that, but that goes nowhere. Yeah, that is a, that is a consistent theme with these. And that uh, was, I find these books is that they have all these ideas and they could be good if they came to fruition, but they never do. Yeah, they don't. They're never developed. And it's like, well, what? So, I mean, he lied and said it was his son on the phone. So who was really on the phone? Like, what was that mm-hmm. about? And then when he left, he went to go buy another beach property. It's like, what? For a woman. But, but like, and that's also like, are you lying a bit? I always kind of thought that he was lying a bit. Yeah, me too. Because he's he got he's like, well, we'll see. we got the firm to look into this. Because if he is acquiring more property, then their law firm would know about it. But mm. that never pans out. There's no follow-up with that. Mm. And it's just like, why, why bother introducing that stuff if you're not going to do anything with it? Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, like, you're, there's this, you're waiting for something to happen that never happens. So it's, a, it's frustrating. It makes for a frustrating read. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't have problems. Yeah, the the whole that story part is, but I, you know, I, it's just a setup for sex anyway. <laughs> Everything in this book is a setup for sex. I know. <laughs> oh. But like, what did she think was gonna happen? So, I don't know. Like, I was just kind of like, and you want like she she starts it right. So it's like, where do you think this is gonna like? Okay, you're gonna prove to him that you're not a frigid bitch, and then what? Uh huh. What happens <laughs> after that? And how do you know that you can even trust this guy not to go running and telling all of the senior partners? Like, you're really putting, like, every eight years at, of your at, fucking at point, life no, at on one the point line she says, At one point she says, like, he can't tell anyone because he'll get fired. It's like, and I don't think you understand how an old boys network network works. That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, uh, no, he wouldn't. (laughs) No, he wouldn't. The partners would find out. He'd tell this story about how he managed to thaw the ice cream with the powers of his penis. And he gets slapped on the back and she'd get booted up the door. I think he actually says that at one point, too. He's like, I can't remember what he, what it was, but there is one point where I think he actually brings that up. (laughs) So it's like, you're taking a real risk here with a guy that you don't know. Let alone if he's off, like, seducing all these women or he has a reputation for being a kind of a ladies' man. Like, what STDs is he going to have? <laughs> right. Well, maybe he's careful. I don't know. Eh. Eh. And they never... They never satisfy themselves. No! Which I what thought was a little... I'm like, you know, you can self-serve and still be ready to go later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> self Self-serve. <laughs> Like, like that Seinfeld joke about appetites. 
I'm not going to ruin my appetite. I will have another appetite. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know, because I don't, I don't watch that. Yeah, that, that was, I, I don't like Seinfeld. Like stand-up thing he did? It wasn't on the show. It was some, oh. Or maybe it was, I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is, because there's the point where she's lying in her bed, thinking about him and touching herself, and she's like, no, 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 I can't satisfy my needs now. I have to wait until later. It's like, you can do both. Yep. You can absolutely <laughs> satisfy your needs now. And that actually might be kind of hot for the reader. So why not explore yourself a little bit? You've got the time because you're not meeting him till eight and it's four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's like, it's like you're, you've got a little while to wait there, lady. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what these people do to fill their day because their rendezvous are always at eight o'clock and they meet for breakfast. And then what? Yeah, like although the breakfast sounds good, they don't do any work. <laughs> <laughs> and then breakfast, like they're always like touching each other's legs under the table and yeah. shit, and like that's all. That's kind of another thing I didn't really quite understand. <laughs> I like that she had a hearty appetite. Yes, the woman was... can eat, and I'm like, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy a big breakfast. I love. Well, breakfast is my favorite meal. So I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. Yeah, I. I think you enjoyed this book more than I did. I did for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And did you think it was hot or not? I'm gonna. I'm gonna side with not. Oh, I thought it was hot. Yeah. Like that's a not like unbelievable or anything, but it was hot. I yeah. enjoyed it. So. Yeah. 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 Um. So, I got some reviews here. Oh, yeah. What do we have on Goodreads? On Goodreads. Okay, so it's got a 3.76, which is mm. like, lower than a lot of the stuff that we, yeah, that is. What we've read. Obviously, me and the people who do Goodreads reviews do not ever agree on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't give it more than a 3.7, but I wouldn't have given the others like 4 or 5 either. Yeah. So. <laughs> 1 and 2. Like a lot of 3-star reviews on here. Couple mm. of fours. But here's here's a two. Ooh. As a Carly Phillips fan, I have to admit to being more than disappointed in this story. There's simply nothing about it that I enjoy. The dialogue is horrendous. It's one cheesy line after the next. <laughs> it all felt juvenile and unrealistic. The best of the horrid lines was, he wanted to be the man to plumb her hidden depths. I laughed <laughs> so hard I was crying. <laughs> Their chemistry goes from non-existent to being exaggerated and unbelievable. What I think really went wrong with the story was making the characters fall in love. Carly tried to create a deep and emotional tale out of a shallow office romp. I can understand the whole vacation office fling. It happens. It's believable. But after a few embraces, these two start acting like they have uncovered each other's life secrets. Give me a break. They never shared more than a few personal facts about themselves, yet suddenly they are in love. The part that really irked me was Mallory has worked so hard to be seen a certain way, and then after a stupid comment from a virtual stranger, she's willing to throw away all she's worked for to prove a guy wrong. It just wasn't believable. I would have preferred if she <laughs> yeah, just... That was weird. Yeah. yeah, that was weird. I would have just preferred it if she just would have seduced him because she was sexually attracted to him, not making it some childish answer to a challenge, like he double-dog dared her. He actually does at one point. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely does. Yeah, so it's just like, yeah, the sort of sexual challenge stuff. I don't know. Because, like, the synopsis, it's like, okay, this is a woman who knows what she wants, and she's going for it. 
Yeah. Where in the end, it's like, this is a woman who had her feelings hurt and wants to prove him wrong or get back at him or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then ends up falling in love and quitting her job. And, like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, like, she had, a, she had, like, a personal awakening, and that's great for her. She realized something important about herself. But I don't know. I guess it's because we have way more insight into... Because she does talk to her cousin just a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But and we've seen this in other books that we've read. Like, the introspection on the man's part is never as honest as the introspection that the female characters have. And that the women, um, when they have, like, an awakening of, like, one form or another, sexual, intellectual, emotional, whatever, mm-hmm. um, she sort of, like, I guess weighs the pros and cons and then makes the decision that's right for her. But when the man starts to realize that he has feelings and his world is being turned upside down, it's like, no, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to push them away I'm not, like, and it's just, I don't know, it just, like, that really bothers me. That but they, they get in their own way. Where, oh, yeah. Like, I oh, mean, that does kind of happen in real life sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but I guess, but it, here, like, I don't know, there's a lot of contradictions with his character, Jack. Mm-hmm. And it just... I think, well, I didn't like his character that much. I didn't think it was all that sexy. First of all, it's, like, super inconsistent anyway, but... Yeah. <laughs> like, just... I just, I just didn't... I didn't... This whole, like, bullshit of, like, well, my dad had been having an affair, so that means I can't believe in women at all. Like, I just... I just... I never buy into that kind of story. No, that's bullshit also. You didn't have any friends who were with... Like, you didn't have divorced parents? Like, come on. Yeah, that's the thing that always bothers me. It's like, yeah, those are influencing your relationships, your belief in relationships, but it's not the end all and be all. It's not like if your parents have a crappy relationship, you'll never have a positive one. Right? <laughs> like, otherwise, a lot of us are fucking doomed. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Jesus. Like, oh my God, your parents got divorced. You'll never get married. Yeah. <laughs> you'll never find love and enjoy dying alone. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, mom. <laughs> I just, I don't know. We just see it time and again. It bothers me when characters just get in their own way mm-hmm. or make the decisions like, oh, I have, I'm, I'm making the decision that's right for you. It's like, maybe make the decision that you worry about you and mm-hmm. I'll worry about me. Or how about let's think about, you know, like, oh, and the best part is like to be, especially in this case, these people know why they have the issues they have, but they don't want to work through them. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> Oh Jesus! <laughs> like that—that's where I'm like, I'm like, no, no self-improvement, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That speaks to your point about like no therapy, no nothing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Everybody's in therapy. Mind you, this was written in 2001. Maybe not everybody was in therapy in 2001. <laughs> yeah. You never know. <laughs> but I okay. So I took. 
there was there's some stuff in here that like I'm like I need to remember this because it's really badly written, but I only actually uh, made a note on one page. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what chapter it is. It's page twelve six of twenty one, and I don't know some later chapter in the book. <laughs> okay. So here's here's one line. He didn't miss the irony. The one time his life, his, oh, sorry, the one time in his life he was willing to face the future, he didn't have one. It's like, what? 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 <laughs> That's about Jack. It's like, yeah. excuse me. I get that, but still. The <laughs> one time in his life he was willing to face the future? You mean he's never, like, the whole time he went to law school, the whole time he worked his way up to partnership, he never faced the future? Mm-hmm. Nope. Come on. Oh, he's just been calling it uh, day by day. Yeah. <laughs> Here's an on the same page. Yeah. Jack was the least selfless person he knew, yet protecting Mallory <laughs> and the things she had dear. Oh, I'm the least selfish person I know. How would you I am so modest. Like, you wouldn't believe how modest I am. So yeah, Jack was the least selfless person he knew, yet protecting Mallory and the things she held dear had become his priority. What? That's the same as being selfless. <laughs> yep. Learn learn the meanings of words, please. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. All good. So yeah, I I I still like this, <laughs> and that's fine. You are totally allowed to like it. Thank Not God. My cup of tea. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, one star review. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Jack and Mallory are two lawyers for the same firm. Jack, a powerful divorce attorney with a troubled family life, but Mallory determined to make her partner. To make partner with her own unhappy childhood in the shadows. For being lawyers, they are never in the courtroom and for some bizarre reason are assigned to persuade a rich client to sign with their firm. Of course, they have to go to his vacation getaway to do this. And of course, it is not just one or two day wine and dine of the client. The author did a good enough job of giving both characters motive and showing how they became the way they were, but was too quick to wrap up the ending. One star. Yeah, that's not a great review, but... No, that's not a great... I give your review a one star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to review the reviews. <laughs> I'm reviewing the reviews, yep. Oh, here we go. Just plain dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great title. <laughs> that's the review. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have much else to say about this one, I'll be honest. I don't really have much else. <laughs> yeah, it's so short. It was really short. There was nothing, well, nothing happened. There's no complication in this. There could have been, like, intrigue, as we said before, but there was none. No, no. So they finally have sex, and then she she leaves the next day. She leaves the resort altogether to go back to the city. Yep. When she gets back, she then she hands in her two weeks' notice at work, and they're like, you know what, just maybe don't come back after today. Which is reasonable. Fine, that's that fine. Happens. That happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And so that's really the only time where there's any kind of like real separation mm-hmm. in for things to go wrong, as in people just tripping over each other and getting in their own way to prevent their, themselves from finding happiness. But that doesn't even happen. She's just going to start her own practice. And he's sulking around the office for a couple <laughs> of weeks. And then he, like, buys a house and proposes marriage. Is it marriage or just to, like, live together? <clears throat> I don't even know. Well, it's, like, will you live it's the rest of Yeah, will you spend the rest of your life? Will you spend the rest of life with me and half my kids? Yeah. So, some kind of union. <laughs> Civil union. He proposes civil union. <laughs> yeah. The end. So it has a happy ending, which is nice. That's all I got. Anyway, I don't... Yeah, seduce me. Our random passive-aggressive competition to fuck each other. The end. <laughs> yes. That's a good way of putting it. Um, so, yeah, I guess until next time... I've been Rachel. I've been Shelly. And keep it sexy. Yeah, and don't try out office romances like that. Not a good idea. (laughs) No, not a good idea. I don't know, can we get away with that? I don't know, can we get away with this whole fucking podcast? Uh, (laughs) 